What is up guys, Mark here and welcome to the podcast. Just to mention, these are totally unmonetized, so if you're able to support, the Patreon link is in the description below. But of course, no pressure to do so. Thank you so much guys, much love to you. What is up Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider in the like, the subscribe, and maybe, just maybe, that cheeky notification bell too, if you really fancy it, of course. And if you don't, that's absolutely fine as well. And with that being said, let's just crack straight on with today's stories, as that's what you're here for. <laughs> Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from an anonymous account. Am I the asshole for taking care of my 54 female mental health when my daughter, 19 female, says I emotionally abandoned her? My 19 female daughter moved out of my home very suddenly in October to live with a friend's family. It hurts me every day that she doesn't want to see me. I've spent the last 19 years caring for her and doing the best I could as a single mum. I respect that she needs some time before she's ready to repair our relationship, but I'm just at a loss as to why she's so upset. In July, I sold our townhouse to a much bigger and nicer house and we're about half hour away. My main reason for doing this was because I wanted to move in with my wonderful partner of three years. He is amazing and is the healthiest relationship I've ever had. I was very clear with my daughter that she would have a room there, but that because she didn't pay the mortgage, she had no say in where we're going or if we're moving or not. I'm the parent and she is the child. She doesn't get to control what I need to make myself happy. And I needed to move in with my partner for my own mental health. She said my partner makes her uncomfortable because he barely speaks to her, but that's only because he doesn't want to act like a father figure to her. I respect his decision and understand it. She has been struggling with her mental health for several years and has been recently being pushed in to be evaluated for ADHD and autism. I agree that she likely has both conditions as well as severe depression and anxiety, but she lets it affect her whole life and doesn't do anything to contribute to the household or to society. I will admit that I have lost my temper with her in the past and have yelled when I shouldn't have, but her claims that I've emotionally abandoned or abused her are just outrageous. I'd never purposely hurt my daughter, but I've told her the truth and said if she wanted to sit in her room all day, sleep in, not be working or in school because she can't right now, then she couldn't do that under my roof. I offered to help her find a part-time job at Target or somewhere similar if she wasn't going to be enrolled in classes, but she just keeps saying she can't. She's burnt out. She's so smart and capable. I hate when she tells me that she just can't do something, especially things that everyone her age is doing like college classes or working. She claimed I wasn't helping her enough when I've already sacrificed more than enough to help her, but she just refuses to get better. I wanted her to move out and even started looking for assisted living communities for her, but she just didn't want that. I just felt like she was being unappreciative of everything I've done for her. And she says I was awful to her. Oof, that line, man. That line where it says, but she just refuses to get better. Oh my word. There is a little edit, which we'll go through straight away. Edit, she was in therapy for years that I paid thousands of dollars on. It's not my fault that she was choosing to be obstinate and not getting any better or appreciating anything I do for her. She was in therapy for years in high school and was finally getting better. She suddenly tanked again at the start of the pandemic and has been making no progress since. 
She told me she was struggling so often that I couldn't take it anymore. She was 80% ready for real life after beating her depression in high school and now she just stopped trying and I don't understand why she's so mad at me. The kind of way I saw this situation is that she's pretty much just actively going out of her way to choose her new boyfriend. And a big part of me that got to me, it says, where she has been struggling with her mental health for years and has recently been pushing to be evaluated for ADHD and autism. And then you say that you agree that she likely has both conditions as well as severe depression and anxiety. And then just brush over it afterwards like there's fucking nothing. And she hasn't been diagnosed for it. I mean, what are you playing at? For real? If you suspected this yourself and you've done nothing about it, that is on you. You are the parent in this situation. So I can totally understand why your daughter feels emotionally abandoned in this situation and now you're not even taking any of her feelings into consideration whatsoever with the house move, moving in with someone that doesn't talk to her and all this kind of thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yes, you're the asshole in this situation, in my opinion. But let's check out some of the comments to see what they say. And we'll start off with Trillium Summer saying, number one, what you do for the children you choose to have while they are minors isn't a sacrifice. It is exactly what you signed up for and should never be held against a child. Too bloody true. And two, mental health struggles are real and you can't just snap out of them. Why hasn't she been evaluated before now? You said she'd been struggling for years. What did you do for her during those years? Only one of those years was she an adult? Three, you can abandon someone or emotionally abuse someone without it being on purpose. It still doesn't lessen the damage. I have no idea whether you did or did not. I didn't purposely hurt my daughter. It doesn't absolve you of any damage you did. Four, the only reason she doesn't like your partner is because he doesn't talk to her. And he doesn't talk to her because he doesn't want to parent her? Your partner does know you can have a conversation with someone younger than yourself without having to parent them right. And five, have you helped her? Find therapy, get evaluated, ask her what she needs you to help her with. I'm not entirely sure how to judge this as I feel there's a lot of info and context missing, but I'm leaning towards you're the asshole. And Ornery Fish says, what does your moving into a new house, a singular event, have anything to do with you disregarding your daughter's mental health needs for years? You claim have spent thousands on therapy for years, but you don't have her diagnosed yet with ADHD or autism. You're either lying about the therapy or you chose a really bad therapist. You're the arsehole. And Dangerous May says you're the arsehole for not listening to your daughter and getting her counselling or diagnosed. You neglected her mental health and now you're saying how much you want to focus on yours when you wouldn't even do that when your daughter, which is your job, needed it. Yeah, you're the arsehole. And Tamika Olivia says you're the arsehole. Your position on the move that she got to have no say or opinion was repulsive. That's not to say she'd get a deciding vote, but to treat her as a complete non-entity whose feelings are meaningless, that's bad parenting. You also seem to recognize that she is not neurotypical, but rather than formalizing that diagnosis. And getting her assistance, you are just attempting to berate or punish her into behaving as though she does not have the condition she has. And it looks like she got tired of being treated like an irritating burden. Good for her. Now I turn this one to you guys. What would you do in this situation? Let me know in the comments below. And our next story is from Fairy Tale Sweet. Would I be the arsehole for asking my director if I can replace my sister as the lead role in a play? My sister C and I are both disabled in different ways. I sometimes have leg spasms and I need to sit down and rest a lot. 
My sister has some kind of mental block in her brain that doesn't let her talk. She's mute and communicates through ASL. We're both in drama. I'm two years older and our school only lets high schoolers do the drama class. So I've been in it for three years and C for one. Our director, Mr. L, is okay with both of our disabilities. He modified two plays so that I could take the lead while still getting to rest when I need to. And he's adjusted plenty of roles for C so she can act while not talking. It was all going fine until now. We're doing Cinderella this year and I love that play. Mr. L said when he announced it that he wants it to be slightly different version of Cinderella than the audience, a small group of our friends and family, and then we're filming the play and releasing it on DVDs to the rest of the school has seen before. I was really excited. This is my dream play. So I was super excited to get to try out. But then Mr. L revealed how this production is going to be different. He wants C to play Cinderella. I'm kind upset. For one, we've done bits of Cinderella as practice before, and the role usually goes to me. For another thing, C's been in drama for less time, and she's never done any big roles since she can't talk. I asked Mr. L how this was going to work, and he said that he's changed the script so that C can play Cinderella without talking. She can even sign if she wants to. I waited until he handed out the script last week to make up my mind. Auditions are over, and I've been cast as the stepmother. Not even one of the stepsisters who get a little better towards the end. I'm the villain. Ugh. I don't like the script. It seems to me that it makes the stepsisters and stepmother bully Cinderella because she can't talk. Mr. L doesn't have anyone say that Cinderella's mute, but he has one line where the stepmother tells her to shut up and the stepsisters giggle about it. There's a few more instances and I would be very uncomfortable even faking bullying C for a disability. And the script just doesn't feel right. All of the scenes between Cinderella and the prince are just the prince talking. It's going to be awkward, stilted kind of play. I'm considering talking to Mr. L and asking if C can be recast and I can take over as Cinderella. I don't feel right pretending to bully her for being mute and in my opinion she's not experienced enough to play a lead role yet and this is my dream play. I've wanted to be Cinderella for so long and now that we're doing it the role goes to my sister instead. I feel like he's given her the role because of her disability but I'm disabled too and mine's physical. It's worse than C's. I just don't see this play going well if Cinderella doesn't talk. Edit Talk to C about the script, not changing roles. I want to talk to Mr. L first, and she likes a script. I still feel it's not great. Would I be the arsehole if I asked Mr. L if I can do Cinderella instead of C? Now this sounded like a, to me anyway, as I was reading for it, a very me, me, me post. I would totally get this post if it was like being concerned for a sister and not wanting it to be like sort of bullying her around her disability. I can totally understand that concern, but it would depend on a lot of other factors as well. But it all just hugely feels like a, a jealousy act in this. They're just me, me, me all the way through and I should be the lead actor. And it, it just sounds like they're trying to justify it at the very end there, like by squeezing in this whole, I don't want them bullying my sister ploy sort of thing. And don't get me wrong, I do get that concern. I'm totally, I'm totally with them on that. But it just feels like a big jealousy thing to me in this situation. And should I say it? Should I say it? Yes, I'm going to say it. You are the villain in this story. You're the asshole. <laughs> I did it. And Howard Project says, you're the arsehole. Your entire post is about what you think and how you feel and what you want. You make no mention whatsoever of having discussed this with your sister. So it's clearly not about what would be best for her, but rather than that you feel you deserve the lead role and you're having a temper tantrum. 
And the Amethyst says, I'm saving this one for my assholes of 2021 nomination. <laughs> Followed also with saying, yes, you would be the asshole. This is just a very long essay about how you think you deserve the role more than her because it's your dream and you think that you're better than her. Apparently, the director thinks otherwise. And I also don't buy the bullying argument for one bit. Let someone else shine. And Pierre says, you're the arsehole. I get not wanting to make fun of your sister's disabilities. That's a valid concern 100%. And you need to talk to the director and your sister about it in regards to the script. But your disabilities are not worse because they are physical. That's shitty as hell. And how fucking dare you invalidate your sister's experience just because you're pissed off about a play. It isn't okay for your director to cast your sister just because she's disabled, but it is okay to cast you just because you're disabled. You're incredibly entitled for no good reason. Also, the seniority excuse is bullshit. Any director isn't going to cast solely based on seniority. It's based on ability. If you were really so concerned about your sister's comfort and not bullying her, you would try to make her play better for her and not yourself. If you're serious about acting, there will be 100 chances for you to be Cinderella. Let your sister have a great experience because that's what she fucking deserves. And Judge Jed 100 says, you're the arsehole and quotes, mine's physical, it's worse. And then says, oh lordy lord, you did not just say that. But yes, you are the arsehole. Your sister deserves the lead role just as much as you. You sound kind of entitled and stuck up. And Your Yogurt says, you're the asshole. It would be one thing if you're against how disability is portrayed in the play and want to make changes so it's less ableist. But let's face it, that's not your goal here. You want to be Cinderella, not your sister. That's selfish and mean-spirited and you're trying to rationalize why it would be better if you took the role. Now, what do you guys think of this situation? Let me know in the comments below. And our next story comes from Can't Be That Healthy. Am I the arsehole for making myself nice meals and not my husband? So I'll preface by saying me and my husband have vastly different tastes in basically everything. For the most part, it doesn't matter, but we clash heavily when it comes to food. Before we met, I basically never ate out, drank nothing but water and unsweet tea, with the occasional juice, and ate mostly vegetarian, always pretty healthy meals. When we started dating, I started eating out a lot more because that's what he always wanted to do and I'm honestly easily influenced. I learned pretty quickly that he doesn't like anything that includes anything other than a variation of meat, cheese and starch, rice, bread, pasta, potatoes. Not a single vegetable other than corn. No dairy except butter, no fruits, no grains, nothing. He also hates a majority of seasonings. I ended up adapting my cooking to suit his tastes, occasionally making myself healthy sides, but it bothered him, so I mostly stopped. I tried to at least have healthy lunches or choose healthier options while eating out, which was still regularly. Eventually, we had a daughter, and now that she's getting old enough to eat with us, I'm pretty much done with how we eat. I don't like eating like this. I've gained weight and feel out of shape. My body feels awful, whatever. And I don't want our daughter to grow up not eating anything healthy and substantial. So I stopped agreeing to fast food and made him only get it for himself and started cooking nice meals again, which he of course hates. I've begged him to at least try and find something remotely healthy he likes eating. Quite frankly, my food doesn't even taste healthy. Our friends and family rave about how delicious it is, even when it has stuff they normally don't like in it. It really shouldn't be that hard, but he refuses. So I told him he can make his own meals if he doesn't like ours and that I'm tired of eating unhealthy all the time. 
He accepted it at first, but he's gradually been getting more upset about it. He says it's not fair that we have these nice meals and he's stuck eating crap. I told him he's free to join and what he's making himself is literally the same things I'd make him anyways, minus some fancier things. And I'd be willing to make some of the fancier ones just not so often. But he says it's not the same and he wants nice healthy meals like ours and it's not fair that he's being excluded. I told him unless he's willing to let me add spices and vegetables to the meals, I literally can't make him nice healthy meals like ours. There's only so many ways you can make a meal with just meat and starch and you can only make it so healthy. Now he's been pouting because he says it's not fair, he's the only one who doesn't get good food and that I could at least try and include him and I'm being an asshole but not trying. I think he's being ridiculous to expect the same type of food we eat without putting in literally any of the ingredients. Am I the asshole? The way I see the situation is he's excluded himself from the food. You've offered to cook him these nice meals as well and I'd be absolutely besides myself if someone offered to cook me healthy meals every day like that. I'd be like, yes. So this is down to him. He's chosen his diet and he just wants you to cook his diet as well. No, he can cook it for himself in this situation. There's no reason, right? Obviously, we haven't gone into the family's work-life balance in this situation at all, but I don't think it needs to because in my opinion, he's just excluding himself from the family mealtime by his choices. So that's down to him in my opinion. But I do find people's diet choices really fascinating sometimes. Months and months ago, there was a program on TV about about picky eaters. Well, it wasn't picky eaters because it must have been some sort of like disorder or something like that. I can't remember what it was. So forgive me on that if it's not. But this guy literally just ate chips his whole life or fries. his whole life and that's all he would eat and it was incredible and when they put like a plate of vegetables in front of him and he tried it he was literally gagging and he, he couldn't eat nothing else he was trying and he literally couldn't it was fascinating i'm not saying that that's what the situation is i'm just talking rubbish like usual here <laughs> but let's go to the comments before i waffle on anymore Haraden says not the arsehole his real complaint is that he's being excluded which I suspect is actually a combination of resentment about having to cook for himself and resentment that you are implicitly teaching your kid that the way he eats is bad. Like look at what you wrote he's only okay with things when you completely adopt his way of cooking even if you're making yourself healthy sides bothered him to the point where you stopped doing it. You've given him an option after option after option in terms of compromises, but the only thing he actually wants is total capitulation to his preferences. You shouldn't feel bad about what you're doing and certainly shouldn't give in to his pity party. And Willow Cool says, you didn't give you or your husband's age, but I'm assuming from this that he's around four years old. (laughs) In that case, it's okay for you to try and expand his palate, but kids are notoriously stubborn and picky eaters. And while that can be frustrating, you can't just let him go without food. As a small child, he depends on what you feed him and it's borderline abusive not to prepare meals for him that he will eat. Oh wait, what's that? This is a grown ass man who is married and helped you produce another human being? Never mind then. (laughs) As an adult human being, he is fully capable of at least trying one of the nice meals that you graciously cook for him, just like you tried for years to accommodate his tastes, in cooking his meals for him, mind you, to your own detriment. And whether he wants to try your cooking or not, he is also fully capable of obtaining meals for himself that he likes, either by cooking or going through the drive-thru. But this garbage where he basically says, I refuse to try things you cook because I don't like them, So please, cook in those things I don't like, even though I don't know if I like them, in a way that I will like, though, is BS, (laughs) not the arsehole. Well, that's a bit of a tongue twister towards the end there. 
And Recipsa says, what a ridiculous question. Do you really need to ask if making healthy meals for you and your young daughter is an asshole move? Obviously not the asshole. Your husband is acting like a petulant child. He can either eat healthy meals you make or he can eat his artery clogging and healthy foods and watch you and your daughter eat nutritious meals and shut his mouth. <laughs> Bloody love it when Reddit gets sassy. And Little Bit says, Christ, what a baby. How did you last this long is the real question. Not the arsehole, but I can't give you advice because the problem is that he's a baby and needs to snap out of it, but won't because, well, babies don't just snap out of it, do they? Now, I turn this one to you guys. What would you do if you was OP? Would you still cook in meals or not? Let me know in the comments below. And this next story, buckle in. This story comes from Companion Doll, Am I the Arsehole? Am I the arsehole for telling my friend I don't want his companion doll living with us? I'm 23 female. My friend, 24 male, lost his job a few months ago and he can't afford the rent where he lives anymore. He can't afford to pay a quarter of my rent though. So I offered him to move in with me. A few years ago, his grandfather died and he got a good sum of money he's mostly worked through now. He bought a companion doll with his money. It's a realistic sex doll, but he talks to her and takes her around places in a wheelchair. I'm not making this up. You can look up if these exist. I swear they are real. I try not to judge him for this, especially as a girl who has rejected him in the past. I don't want it moving in with us. It's not that he thinks it's real or anything. I don't know if I'm being unfair, but I'm uncomfortable with the entire concept, especially since it requires a special place and accommodations, setting up for it at dinner, space for its wheelchair, etc. He says that him and the doll are a package deal and me being prudish is a stupid reason to stifle his happiness. He also says it's very expensive so he can't just throw it out and nobody will really buy a secondhand companion doll. He also accused me of being jealous of it. I admit that my main reason is just being really uncomfortable with this doll conceptually and even though it isn't hurting anyone and it's more important that he has a place to live than me being comfortable. I still don't want to live with it though. Am I the asshole? Edit, a lot of people are asking if I made this up based off a movie, Lars and the Real Girl. I've honestly never seen it before. I know it sounds unbelievable, but he actually does this. Here are some documentaries on this sort of thing. Then supplies a couple and says, I definitely have to watch that movie now though. I will start off by saying that, you know, <laughs> each to their own in this situation. If that's, if that's your thing, you go for it. You know, that's absolutely on you. But if I was in OP's position, would I want to be sat at a dinner table with um, a, a, just about to say sex doll, companion doll? And is he going to sit there at the dinner table talking to it at the same time? That'd be just, it'd be too much for me. I, I wouldn't be able to cope mentally with that situation. I would have a breakdown. As I said, each to your own, do that in your own place. But if you was living with me, you're not bringing that doll with you. End of, or it's, no, I was going to say stay in the cupboard, but it might sneak out. Fuck that shit. No chance. A weird, vivid image just popped into my head there where I was living in this situation and I just got up to go to the kitchen downstairs. It's pitch black and uh roommate has gone to the toilet and I walk past their bedroom and look through and the doll is sat up staring at me. Nah, not today. Not today. You're moving out. You're not coming to live with me. End of. But Betty 7 says, not the arsehole. It's a sex toy which should remain in private areas. By carting it around common areas, he's exposing his kink to people that do not want to be involved. And OP replies, I've asked him if he could just keep it in a closet or something, but he says that's not how their relationship works. That's why he's so specific about it being a companion doll and not a sex one. It has to accompany him everywhere. 
Ugh, he says it's as much of a kink as me having my boyfriend over for dinner. I think I should charge both of them rent if I let him move in at this point. And again, again, it was reminding me of a, a program I watched. I think it was a TLC program a while back where people like fall in love with objects. And there was like one that fell in love with a fair ride, one that was in love with a fence and stuff like that. And you think, wow, there's something really deep going on there, right? And that was probably a poor choice of words. <laughs> Alba says, I am no expert, but I have to assume this should follow the typical kink rules, where it's only okay if everyone consents. You're not consenting to be enforced to cohabitate with this huge sex toy. So not the arsehole. I think the compromise would be if it stayed in his room the entire time, so he would never have to see it or have him interact with it around you. But no, I don't think it's reasonable for him to expect you to be okay with him wheeling it around the apartment. And Legratona says, not the arsehole, your house, your rules, that's creepy as fuck. Also, don't feel any kind of way for rejecting him. You didn't cause him to have to buy a damn sex doll. And finally, your yogurt says, not the arsehole, it's a sex doll, it's used for sex. Would you feel comfortable if he brought around his dildo, vibrators and whips? It would be one thing if he keeps it in his room, but he wants it out in the open for you to see. That's violating your consent. You do not consent in being a part of his weird sex fetish thing that he has going on with this doll. Just because you rejected his advances doesn't mean you have to go along with his sex life. If he has enough money to buy an adult toy, he has enough money to find a place that can accommodate him and his companion. I was just about to Google the price of them, but I best not. <laughs> I don't want that on my search history. <laughs> Anyway, guys, let me know what you think of this story. Would you be comfortable in this scenario? Would you be bothered by it at all? Let me know in the comments below. Now, once again, guys, thank you for being here today. I hope you did enjoy today's stories as much as I did. I had a great time today. And just a huge thank you for taking the time out of your day for being here. Don't forget to let me know what you're doing right this moment whilst you're listening. I love to hear it. And hopefully, hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Oh yeah, and if you do want to support the channel further, I best mention it just in case, you can by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or heading on over to Patreon, link in the description and joining up there. It is very, very much appreciated. Thank you very much guys. Take care now and goodbye.